Well, Sound Gospel Radio, I am back and we praise the Lord. To some that is new to this, welcome to Fresh Wind. Fresh Wind is an inspirational time that we share here in the mornings at Sound Gospel Radio. We thank God for every one of you that are tuned in today to this moment, to today's segment. As we go deeper in this book, so we're talking about the purpose driven life. And uh, Sound Gospel Radio family, we're reading this book and it's been a blessing to many of us that joined and signed up for the book club. And listen, we're going to do another book club soon, so we don't want you to miss out. We don't want you to miss out on the future book club that we plan on doing. And um, I'm sorry about that. I try not to get distracted when I'm on the radio, but uh, I had to make sure that was working well. That is my space heater. And I praise the Lord for Space Heater. Let's thank God for Space Heater this morning. Yes, Lord, it keeps me warm in this room because this is the coldest room in that in this studio. I don't know why, but we have to put a space heater in this room. So I thank the Lord for it and I make sure it was acting right. <laughs> thank God. So we can get through this fresh wind. But yeah, we're, we're, we've been reading the book, The Purpose Driven Life, and it's been a blessing. So I've been doing my best to share on fresh wind the different um, segments from the book. And again, appreciate you all that tune in every Monday and Thursday. So uh, the last thing I shared was the 30th, which was chapter 30. And so we're going to cover chapters 31, 32 and 33. But y'all, we're now in February. Oh, my goodness. We made it to February. And today is February the 2nd. Praise the Lord. And we made it to February and we thank God for those that are a part of uh, Sound Gospel Radio for these listeners. So listen, I'm going to move forward into the book Purpose Driven Life. And there's so many things in this book, so I will not be able to tell it all, but I can only tell some. And so chapter 31 talks about understanding your shape, understanding your shape in God. And uh, I think in the last segment, he broke down the S-H-A-P-E. And the word shape was your spiritual gifts, your hearts, your abilities, and your personality and your experience. Again, the shape was uh, your spiritual gifts, your heart, your abilities, and your personalities and your experience. And so chapter 31 talks about understanding your shape. And guess what, y'all? Only you can be you. I say it again. Only you can be you. Only Nathan can be Nathan. And it took Nathan a long time to learn that, that only Nathan can be Nathan. Yes, only you can be you. Your abilities are the natural talents you were born with. Some people have natural ability with words. That's the truth. <laughs> they come out the womb talking. My God, my God. Other people have natural athletic abilities. I agree with that excelling in physical coordination. Still, others are good at mathematics or music or mechanics. And we thank God for the mechanics. Praise the Lord. All of our abilities, people of God, come from God. <laughs> Even abilities that, 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 that were used to sin. Uh, uh, okay, stay, stay, stay straight, Nathan. Even abilities that <laughs> even abilities that were used to sin are God-given. They're just misused or, or abused. I ain't got time to dwell with that one. The Bible talks about using our instruments as unto God. And I'll stay it right there. You catch my drift. Since your natural abilities are from God, they are just as important as the spiritual, uh, as your spiritual gifts. They are important and they are as important. I'll say this and as spiritual as your spiritual gifts. The only difference is that you were given them at birth. Mm hmm. 
One of the most common excuses people give for not serving God or not serving in ministry is, I just don't have any abilities to offer. And guess what, y'all? That is ludicrous. You have dozens, probably hundreds of untapped, unrecognized and unused abilities that are lying dormant inside of you. Guess what, y'all? Many studies have revealed that the average person possesses from 500 to 700 different skills and abilities. Yes, far more than you realize. For instance, your brain can store 100 trillion facts. Your mind can handle 15,000 decisions a second. So you are you are a bundle of incredible abilities and an amazing creation of God. But guess what y'all, every ability can be used for God's glory. There's so many abilities, even the Bible kind of highlight these abilities, but there's so many abilities, artistic ability, architectural ability, administering, baking, boat making, candy making, debating, designing, embalming, embroidering, engraving, farming, fishing, gardening, gardening, excuse me, leading, managing, masonry, making music. Guess what? We got it. We got some enemies out there and, and we got to fight making weapons, needlework, huh, painting, planting. Ha. Huh. Come on, y'all. Inventing carpentry, selling, being a soldier, tailoring, teaching, writing literature and poetry. There's a lot of abilities that God has given us. And even more, I only just named a few. So the question is what I'm able to do. What am I able to do? And what does God want me to do? What does he want me to do? Well, you're the only person on earth who can use your abilities. No one else can play your role because they don't have the unique shape, as we talked earlier, that God has given you. If God hasn't given you the ability to carry a tune, ooh, if he hasn't given you the ability to sing or to carry a tune, he isn't going to expect you to be an opera singer. Uh-huh. God will never ask you to get to dedicate your life to a task that you have no talent for. On the other hand, the abilities you do have are strong indication of what God wants you to do with your life. Your abilities were not given, hallelujah, just to make a living. But God gave them to you for ministry. Somebody said, well, how? Like I said before, what I do, somebody said, well, what do you do? Well, I'm on Sound Gospel Radio. <laughs> But I'm also a graphic designer. I build websites and um, I do some other things. But in that timing, I have been able to minister and share with people. People said, oh, my goodness, did you go to school for this? I said, no. But, you know, my faith in God and prayer increased some of my skills that I have got. And of course, you learn to trade along the way. And God gets the glory. So I was able to give a testimony. And so even in what you do daily, you're able to testify. Oh, my goodness. How is your food so good? I pray. I told people when I even when I do my my, my different projects and graphics, and stuff, I pray before I work. Y'all see the logo for Sound Gospel Radio? I made that logo. But that was to God be the glory, because when God laid on my heart to start the radio station, I laid before God in prayer and said, now, Lord, how are we going to do this logo? And that's what he gave me. 
And people said that is that people talked about how unique it is, how beautiful it is, how it stands out, how we look like we've been a, a radio station for 10 years. I mean, I, we listen, when we first came out, people thought we'd been around for a long time. And at the time we were only a couple of months strong. We were only like two months. But I give God the glory for that. So you can use your abilities, not just to make money, but also for ministry to minister to somebody some type of way. So listen, God is giving you different abilities. Your personality will affect also how you will use your spiritual gifts and abilities. That's true. For instance, two people may have the same gift of evangelism. One may be introverted and the other is extroverted. That gift will be expressed in different ways. Uh, the book says woodworkers know that it's easier to work with the grain rather than against it. In the same way, when you're focused to minister in a manner that is out of character, that is not who you are, it creates tension and discomfort. And it requires extra energy, people of God, and it produces less than the best results. This is why mimicking someone else's gift, mimicking someone else's ministry never works. You don't have their personality. I don't know if Corey Warren is listening, but Corey Warren is a radio host from Albany, Georgia. He comes on sometime. You may hear him on our station. And those that watch us on Thursday night and listen to us Thursday night, you hear the building hope transforming lives. I try to do it like him. My wife said, if you don't call Corey and, and have him go ahead and do it, get somebody else. Cause it just, it ain't working. I tried. I try to have his voice and not because I'm envious. I just thought I had the, I got the voice. Listen, I got my own voice. I got my own personality. And so I have to be who God has created me to be. Why? Because God made you to be you. You can learn from the examples of others, but you must filter what you learn into your own shape. Into your own ability, into who God made you. Chapter 32, y'all, I got to move on today. And I skipped so many other things I was going to share but chapter 32 talks about using what God gave you. Using what God gave you. And guess what? God gave you the best. And God deserves your best. God wants us to not give him haphazard things. You don't haphazard do things. God wants us to give him the best. And God wants our all people of God. Ooh speak Jesus. God wants our all. You know, when it talks about giftings, there are many books that get the discovery process backwards. When they talk about discovering gifts, they, 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 they say, discover your spiritual gift and then you'll know what ministry you're supposed to have. Did you know it actually works the exact opposite? Just start serving people to God. Just start serving experimenting with different ministries, and then you'll discover your gifts until you're actually, until you're actually involved in serving. You're not going to know what you're good at. I'm telling you, being a servant and serving makes a big difference. But guess what? I even tell you here, don't just try to figure out your gifts before volunteering to serve somewhere. Just start serving. 
you will discover your gifts by getting involved in ministry. Again, when it comes to ministry and serving and our gifts and our talents, again, it helps to get feedback from those who know you best. But guess what? Ask yourself questions. These are questions we want to ask about us when God is calling us in our personality and our abilities. What do I really enjoy doing the most? Mm -hmm. When do I feel the most fully alive? Think about these things, y'all. What am I doing when I lose track of time? Ooh, what are you doing? Man, the last time went by so fast. I know for me, it'd be fresh wind. So I know I need to be called to talk and I know I was called to preach. Okay. Do I, do I like routine or variety? Wow. Do I prefer serving with a team or by myself? That's a good question. Am I introverted or extroverted? Am I more of a thinker or a feeler? Which do I enjoy more cook competing or cooperating? These are questions people of God that we should ask ourselves as we move further and deeper into our purpose. These are things that we need to ask ourselves as we move further and deeper into our purpose. Another thing is a part of accepting our shape and our purpose is recognizing our limitations. Nobody is good at everything and no one is called to be everything. We all have defined roles. And that is so true. Paul understood that his calling was not to accomplish everything or please everyone, but to focus only on the particular ministry. God has shaped him for a particular and specific ministry. Basically, it was like a boundary. And so the word boundaries referred to the fact that God assigns each of us a field or a sphere of service. Your shape determines your speciality. When we try to overextend our ministry, reach beyond what God has shaped us for, we experience stress. Y'all hear me? Just as a runner, y'all running in a race. It is given their own lane to run in. We must individually, as the Bible says, run this race with patience. The particular race that God has set before us. And so we cannot be envious people of God of the runner in the lane next to us. We just need to focus on finishing our race. Mm. Wow. Wow. We need to focus on finishing our race. We need to focus on doing what the Lord has called us to do. Okay, I got to move on. I got to move on. There are two reasons why you should never compare yourself or your abilities or your shape or your ministry or the results of your ministry with anyone else. First, why? First, here's the reason why you shouldn't. First, you will always be able to find someone who seems to be doing a better job than you and you can become discouraged. That's the truth, man. They can sing. I thought I could sing. man. They could, man. I thought I can preach. I can't preach like them. I can't sing like them. I told you before, the lady said, I can't sing like Yolanda Adams, but Yolanda Adams can't sing like me. She wanted the people to know. So we can do that. We can get discouraged. And another reason, here's another example. Or 
you will always be able to find someone who doesn't seem as effective as you are and you can get full of pride. Oh, sweet Jesus, sweet Jesus. That's the truth. You see somebody that can't sing as well as you, that can't play, that can't preach, that can't serve. You see somebody that can't dance, that can't cook. You see somebody that can't talk, you talk all good and this other person stutters and you get private. Look at their stuttering self. Either attitude, people of God, will take you out of service and rob you of your joy. So you need to take introspect as to how you're going about this thing. I'm in here, y'all. I got to go. Chapter 33, that's where we're at today on this Thursday. Talks about being servants. And we serve God by serving others. Huh? We serve God by serving others. Yes, we serve God by serving others. While knowing your shape in God and your abilities, it is important for serving God. Having the heart of a servant is even more important. Remember, God shaped you for service, not for self-centeredness. Without a servant's heart, you will be tempted to misuse your shape for personal gain. Mm. You will also be tempted to use it as an excuse to exempt yourself from meeting some needs. Your shape reveals your ministry, but your servant heart will reveal your maturity. No special talent or gift is required to stay after a meeting to pick up the trash or stack chairs. Come on, somebody. Anyone can be a servant, but it all re it is all required in character. All it requires is character. Let me say it again. Anyone can be a servant, but all it all requires character. So anybody can <laughs> pick up chairs. Anybody can help clean up. Oh, I'm not anointed for that. Now, listen, y'all. Now, listen, you may be a great preacher. You may be a great poet. You may be a great wise businessman. And those are those are those different things that God give you. But when it comes to serving, all of us can serve. That's beneath me. I, uh, I'm, not, uh, I, I'm not anointed for that. You speak in tongues well, but can't take out some trash. Anyway question is, I'm going to ask this question. I got to go, y'all. I'm always going over time. See, because the Lord gave me the, the, the reason to talk. And see, I enjoy doing fresh wind. So I realize the time go by. I'm showing you, y'all, about the gifts and our talents and our purpose. Find your purpose and then you find out where you need to be at. And then guess what? You enjoy getting up in the morning and you enjoy doing 7 a.m. fresh wind. Why am I ranting today? Oh, don't y'all text me either. Don't text me. Y'all leave me alone because I get these emails and phone calls and text messages. Now y'all can, I love hearing y'all feedback. All right, I got to go. I want to say this. <laughs> Are you available to God anytime? That's the question. Because guess what? If we say that we're servants, and I can say this because I've been serving the Lord for many years, not just saved, but servant. Guess what? The question is, can he mess up your plans without you being resentful? Uh, as a servant, you don't get to pick and choose when or where you will serve. Being a servant means giving up the right to control your schedule and allowing God to interrupt it whenever he needs to. Yep, that's the God we serve. Okay. All right. I, I think I, I, I think I, I talked enough about serving today because I just want you to know the importance of servants. Listen. 
Real servants do every task with equal dedication. They don't put in just enough. They put in their whole heart. And guess what? Who was a servant? Y'all, Jesus. Jesus specialized in small tasks that everyone else tried to avoid. He washed feet. He helped children. He fixed breakfast. He served lepers. Lepers. Nothing was beneath him because he came to serve. It wasn't in spite of his greatness that he did great things, but because of it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And he expects us to follow his example. That's what the Lord expect for us to do is to be a servant the same way he served. All right, I'm going to land the plane here. I'm going to land the plane here. Many of you may have been serving in obscurity or in a small place, feeling unknown and unappreciated. And I'm saying this to someone today, but listen, God puts you where he puts you for a purpose. He has every hair on your head numbered and he knows your address. You had better stay put until he chooses to move you. He will let you know if he wants you somewhere else, but your ministry matters to the kingdom of God. I'm going to say this and I'm really going to go. And I promise you, I'm just like a new preacher now that says I'm closing, I'm closing, I'm closing, I'm closing, but I'm closing here for real. There are more than 750 halls of fame in America and more than 450 who's who publications, but you won't find many real servants in these places. Notoriety. Oh my goodness. Notoriety means nothing to real servants because they know the difference between prominence and significance. You have several prominent features on your body that you can live without. I'm going to say that again. You have several prominent features on your body that you can live without, but it is the hidden parts of your body that are indispensable. I'm going to say it one last time. You have certain several prominent features on your body that you can live without, but it is the hidden parts of your body that are indispensable. The same is true in the body of Christ. The most significant service is often the service that is unseen. The most significant service is the service that is often unseen. People of God, the question is, am I a servant of God? And if I am, how can I serve? How can I be a better servant? And the qu last question is, who am I doing it for? Am I doing it to be seen so somebody can say thank you and congratulations? Or am I doing it so that he sees? Y'all, Sound Gospel Radio, I thank you for being a part of this fresh one this morning, this Thursday morning. We're talking about the purpose-driven life. Tune in tonight at 8 p.m., y'all. We're, 
We got some subjects we've been diving into and we got another good one tonight. So tune in tonight at 8 p.m. on this radio station. And if you want to watch us tonight, too, you can watch us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. Just type in Sound Gospel Radio. Find us. We will be live tonight for our talk show. Let's talk about it. So like I said, you can listen to us on the radio or watch us tonight for our talk show tonight at 8 p.m. We're building hope. We're transforming lives 24-7. We're about to go into some music. God bless y'all. Y'all take care. And remember, we are living a purpose-driven life. God bless you. Take care.